This is the Masters we're talking about. Let's um, go ahead. Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Reed, he handled himself with a grace that I didn't think he had, first off. Second off, whatever. I'm, it's This is what happens if you put a Florida Gator in charge of the Augusta National. You had the Masters, March Madness, the start of Major League Baseball, spring practice, and the hiring of Tom Crean that have all taken place since the last time we uploaded an episode. Needless to say, we have a lot to cover today. But before we begin, I must say it was nice to take a break from recording podcasts. We had published over 40 episodes last fall, and a small vacation from hot takes and college football discussions was welcomed by the three of us. But man, last night when we recorded this episode, we could all tell that we had missed this. We had missed our interaction with our listeners, each other, and think that 2018 is going to be our best year ever. There's a lot in the works on how we plan to expand our podcast, which we touch on briefly later in this show. It goes without saying, it's good to be back. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 131 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My co-host, Will Leach and Tony Waller, join me in studio to discuss a myriad of topics, including the lead-up to this year's G-Day game, the hiring of Tom Crean, our 18th-ranked Diamond Dogs, strange college football rule changes that are coming up for this year, and the NFL draft, and much more. So thanks so much for sticking around with us for our month-long hiatus. Let's jump on into it. Here is Tony to get us started. So, you know, one of the things, probably the thing I like most about G-Day is the ability to, to tailgate on campus in April. Um, and I have a running running joke with Wayne, my tailgate husband, that we always tailgate G-Day like it's the first game of the season because invariably Saturday morning something's going to happen. We're going to show up without tables or food <laughs> or we're going to you know, set something on fire. Nothing on campus, mind you. But it's just going to be that way. And it feels that way a little bit. You know, we're knocking the rust off. We're going through the playbook. We're kind of incorporating play and seeing what, what we have and what we don't have. Um, and trying to figure out. What are you out. bringing? Are you bringing the full spread? Uh, so we're doing hamburgers and hot dogs. Uh, and since it's a low-key event, I decided I'll bring a camp stove. I'm going to cook. Uh, actually, um, Iron Chef Iron Chef Turducken, Tiffany, who uh, used to run the tailgate, mm-hmm. she brought a camp stove to the national championship game, which turned out to be key considering how cold it was. Um, but we had hamburgers and hot dogs out tailgating in the gulch. And <laughs> I thought, you know what? If she can do that for the national championship game, surely I can mess that up for G-Day. Was she the one that did the bacon things? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Is she back full-time tailgate now? Um, we're, we're not talking about it. Okay. Um, okay. But it feels a lot like last season reinvigorated yeah. her, brought her out of the dark place she had been since 2011. Um, and it is possible that she will attend multiple tailgates again this that year. That would be great. I'm very fond of her. So, but th- that's what I'm doing. We're doing, we won't be out there at seven like we normally are. We'll be out there, probably get out there relatively early. Uh, Maggie has a soccer match in the morning in Oconee. So either the wife or I or both of us will run her over there, watch soccer and be back in time to enjoy a day on campus. It looks like it's going to be a gorgeous day. We've had all four seasons this week. We have all four seasons. We had, we had frost yesterday morning. It was crazy. <laughs> but we have, um, you know, we plan on being out there. And plus, there's going to be some football, allegedly. I mean, football-ish. <laughs> yes. um, so what do you think of the, how they're running the entrance into the stadium, the fan mm-hmm. entrance they're getting? Give you a ticket that's going to give you a suggested seating area? I, I think it's funny. We were talking about this earlier. How much a mess two years ago was? It was bad. Like um, I have to say, it was so bad that uh, I'm sure they've cleaned up some stuff this year. I'm still not going. Like I'll go, to, I'll go to the tailgate and we'll walk by the stadium and see the vibe. But I find it, frankly, not worth it. Ever since they've, uh, I get why they do it. It's good. It's great for recruiting. Gets everybody fired up. 
It adds. I think it's actually on a, it's on a better television channel this year. Yeah. There have been times where they've been just on ESPN uh, three sixty or whatever they call it, ESPN Plus. Now it is full on. Like I think it's full ESPN. It's ESPN, ESPN proper. Proper. Yeah. And so, which is a big deal. Uh, so I get why they do it. It's totally great. But as a fan experience. Two years ago, I think I'm, we talked about this, I talked about this, this podcast. Have, we, we, have, we couldn't hear Ludacris. We have Darren Noak or we have Adam. I mean, who do we have? I'm not sure. You, have, you couldn't hear Ludacris even sing two years ago. Well, it's because all the condoms. And um, <laughs> the. Did you read the writer that he had? Oh, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's yes. what we're talking about. Yes, yes. I think, I think uh, uh, Migarty's still apologizing for that. Uh-huh. So uh, I thought it was awesome. But, um, but yeah, so for me, like, I, it, I enjoyed. Of a personal level, I enjoyed G Day more when there were not ninety thousand people there. I know it's better for the program, and like, who cares what I think? But uh, personally speaking, for me and my kids, uh, it's a lot more fun to not. Uh, it was more fun before. Yeah, just so if, in case people don't know, if you, I assume if you're listening to this, you know what's going to happen. Um, well, there's there's two things to think about. First off, they're calling ninety three K Day, but they've already said there's only about seventy eight thousand seats available. So keep that in mind. Yes. Also, if you want to sit on a certain section, you need to go in the gate nearest that section. You will be given a ticket uh, that says you're admitted to section 322. Yeah. There's no assigned whatever. seats. No assigned seats, right. but you will be sectioned. So, um, Any chance of getting like club level or something? No, I, they said a few of the club level sections might be open. The um, skyboxes are there in use by those, the, the owners of those suites. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I have to assume part of those... You know, fifteen thousand seats will come out of the club. That won't be available. Will come out of the club section, um, and so, or or uh, where construction is going on. Yeah, and also where construction is going on. I think yeah. the most interesting thing to me will be people's reaction to the new video board. We right. in Athens get to see that, um, of course, not from the stadium side, but we get to see it, uh, and also the changes that will happen there in the West End Zone, where the new um, the new Recruitapalooza area will be. Did I see that the seats now? Come up? I, yeah, I don't know if it's if I don't know if it's you know the transformers. Maybe it's like maybe they're just trying to catch up with the Mercedes Benz like Megatron. But um, will that thing ever open? I mean, I, when, the roof. When he has to it, it opens. It opens. When he has to put it, it opens. Yeah. It opens, it opens. Um, look, it's an opportunity for people who one don't normally come to ball games because it's whether it's it be work. Price, whatever. They get to come, say, this scene of Georgia game. And also, frankly, if I go in, it's going to be because it's an opportunity for all five of us to go in when we don't normally get that opportunity. Uh, and it's not, I mean, yeah, it is a little bit about price, but it's also about not having 19 things scheduled on a Saturday in the fall. And, you know, it's interesting, the G-Day game, because I've, I've been going to G-Day games since the late 80s and you know it used to be to me it used to be a lot more of a football game they used to go out and you know pop one another and you know they they have um you know the the quarterbacks have green jerseys and you thrust around the steps on demand if you get close to the quarterback on uh, the playbook is so stripped down i mean and on top of that you've been practicing for five weeks ones versus ones twos versus twos and it really is a the coaches would tell you that the only value they get out of it is to be able to bring recruits in and see what the game day atmosphere might be, which is why, frankly, they're pushing to bring that many people in and trying to create a game day, a game day atmosphere because they want to show the recruits. It's almost, it's almost an extra visit. So is it going to be from versus fields? I think so. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. I would have to think so. Yeah. So, you know, you, what we'll probably see Saturday, you have, I mean, Lou Tarski has, it famously talks about the spring quarterback QPR mm-hmm. because, you know, it's a, you either get a, slog of a game you know 17 14 or 14 10 or something 
or it's just a blown out. And no matter what you do, you really can't see anything. I mean, I'm looking for individual. To from, me, for what it's worth, last year, yeah, I was all excited about Fromm. Yeah, after that game, and right. it turned out we, we never were, said his name again. Right, that was it. It was the last time we ever talked um, about Fromm. So, but you know, frankly, the the only the, I'm looking to see which of the young receivers will step up. Sorry to interrupt you, um, Mark Webb. Mm-hmm. So he was injured. Is that going to yeah. be serious? Or I know he'll be out for Saturday. Yeah, I don't think he'll play Saturday. Uh, or I know he won't play Saturday. I, I, I mean, those things heal the way they heal. I mean, yeah, I think. Um, DeAndre Swift probably won't play Saturday. See anything that shows Patrick on uh, Saturday? Um, I would think so. Yeah. Um, you know, the I know he's still kind of working his way. He's back working his in, way back. Yes. Yeah, this would be a sign that he was closer among working his way back. Yeah. Um, the other thing I, I think I'll be looking for is to see what we have at linebacker um, because we have. You know, I think we would all agree that the linebacker core is what we're gonna. It's gonna be the hardest thing to replace, considering we have. At least, a probably a likely top ten pick, another yeah. no worse than mid second round, uh, and a couple of third rounders who <laughs> that they're leaving. So we'll see what it looks like. But frankly, the the football on G Day is is barely sufficient methadone. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it get, it'll get you through the next six months because it has to. Well, that and Canadian yeah, League, right, Canadian <laughs> League, so, Canadian League, and uh, yeah, and the World and, Cup and soccer. In the World Cup, yes. Yeah, because when when this is, is done, World, it's World kind Cup's of a, not happening this year. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a dead months. period. No, come on. No. <laughs> I mean, there's no football unless you want to watch Johnny Manziel play in some spring league. <laughs> I don't want to watch. Jan- I, I, I didn't I, say I, I did. I'm I just, can't even. Yeah. I can't even. So yes, the World Cup's happening. Fine. Yeah, I know, but there's no. There's no, there's no buzz about it because because there's uh, no American. No American. So that's not it. That's it. I mean, there's yeah, buzz every other place. Every other place. Who, who else didn't make it? What other big country did? Uh, I mean, uh, Italy. Italy didn't make it. That's right. Um, Italy's not in it. Italy's, uh, Netherlands aren't in it. Are people are people gonna not Damn go Dutch. because of all the Russia stuff? They went to. The, uh, no one really went to the Olympics either. So. Um, the you problems, went. I know. One of the problems with Russia too is Sochi. Like Sochi's one of the places that's going to be hosting games, and it is a four-hour flight from Moscow. So it's not like it's kind of a big country. Place. It's like yeah. Texas. Yeah. It's a huge country. Yeah. It is like eight Texases. So um, yeah, it's. But yeah, anyway, we don't we, we, no, no soccer. Talk. No, no, uh, we no won't. soccer. Talk. And yeah, we're, we're not playing United. No. Okay. Fine. Wait, I did go to the uh, United game against the NYCFC. I I talked to uh, uh, um, Grant Wall, who writes for Sports yeah. Illustrated. He Wasn't said he a goalie in the NHL? Uh, that's Grant Fur. And uh, okay. and um, Grant Wall is the soccer writer for Sports Illustrated, and he uh, he said that the NYC FC Atlanta United game was one of the best played MLS games he had ever amazing. seen. It was amazing, and that they, they, it's if they want to show how much better that league has gotten uh, quality wise, that's the game to show. Oh yeah, that's a highlight reel. If you take that game to Europe to talk to, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's something like okay, it's not as good as it is here, but it's a lot better than it used. No, to be. it's it's yeah. that game was easy. Uh, really the championship, fun. yeah, those really at the championship level in, in England. So, so um, anyway, anything more we want to hit uh, football wise? I mean, I think we probably should predict a winner at the end. Yes, but. of course. <laughs> exactly. it it does, like right it is fine. I don't even know what the teams are. The red and the black. Well, I know that. But I, mean, I mean, it really just feels like everyone's just going to be watching fields, right? I mean, I feel like that's that, yeah, that's, that's kind of holy field. Also, yeah. I think you, you watch fields. Everyone watch. just want, like we haven't seen fields at all. Right. So like right. that's that. I think that's what we're going to, there's going to be a couple of the freshman receivers that you'll want to watch the kid out of peach County. I can't remember his name now. I, I think 
Isaiah Wilson probably will actually get out on the field and see significant reps. Uh, he's the massive offensive lineman that out of is Brooklyn. from Brooklyn. Um, or the Bronx. Brooklyn, yeah, I, think Bronx. I think it's the Bronx. Brooklyn, um, he and, grew up in the Bronx. Yeah. But um, it'll be inter- interesting to see no. him. Oh, God. Please, <laughs> that is Scott Duvall at Jawabi Films. If if I go, I'm going to be – I'd like everyone else. I'm going to be interested in seeing what Fields does. It's going to be also interesting to see how much if, – if they let – from fling it deep, um, you know, because we spent a lot of time last season talking about can from make that throw, and we saw him make that throw in the national championship game several and, times. Uh, it was I went back and rewatched that game, um, some highlights from that game, and <laughs> I watched how. Why? Um, because it's totally awesome until the last play. Because it's an amazing football game. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, an it's just game. too hard. I can't. But do I also it. watched the Rose Bowl, and I could watch that. It was, it was stunning. The, I watched the Notre Dame game too. Stunning the difference in the quarterback between the Notre Dame game and those two games that we saw on the field, and, you, and not just quality, but even like taking the reins off a little. Taking bit. the reins off, its ability to check down the lines, ability to figure out you know p- you know placing guys, all of it, and um, it's going to be see interesting to see that maturity, how that maturity uh, has developed in the off season. Uh, you know, we have. Um, you know, four months after this, discussed the from versus Fields yeah, thing, and, and frankly, how he handles being the guy being chased. Right? Yeah, and how he handles the guy being chased. But we have we have four months to talk about this. I don't yeah. want to get there. But you know, if I had to handicap right now, Fields is going to have to be otherworldly, and I don't mean like otherworldly, like a, a for like otherworldly, like uh, anything we've never seen. I mean, he's not even going to have to do that. From's going to have to struggle a little bit. Well, yeah, and I'm, yeah. Do you, and how is he going to struggle against? Things like Austin P and Middle Tennessee. <laughs> Things like Did you see Indiana State guy. Yeah, we today? put them on there. Yeah, um, maybe maybe they'll have increased the our tickets special. again yeah, for that. Right? Yeah, my father-in-law actually went to college. Yeah, there. as I'm saying. Yeah, Terre Haute, baby. The, the mighty Sycamores. Are you uh, going to go to that? I imagine. We have family that try to throw shade at you from the state um, of Indiana. Um, they not they're not sure they have football. Actually, they're sure they don't have football. But before we leave football, I'm interested in y'all's thoughts on the new college football rules, especially the kickoff and the fair catch, because I've heard that debated mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. You know this rule, right? Have yeah. you seen this? Explain the rule exactly. Because there's no kickoffs, or it's no. They will now, if you fair catch the ball inside the 25 yard line, it will be treated as a touchback. Okay, anywhere, so, anywhere. Right, you fair catch the ball inside the 25 yard line. Now, the upside is, is that we will never have the, was it Hardeman that ran the ball out the two yard line against Vanderbilt two years ago? Um, but but, but what, what if they don't fair catch it? Well, you can run it. Um, it could still happen. He will never, ever return a kick if you don't fair catch that ball. <laughs> um, frankly, I think it hurts Georgia next year because, you know, Hot Rod was one of like second in the nation in touchbacks at 70 something percent. And now everyone's going to be. And sure. now. You can't possibly kick. Your favorite play is going to become a lot more common. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. My, and trust me, I live through the John Fabris as special teams coordinator era with the directional kicks. And you know, well, we we just want to kick the ball high. We get it. You guys got to cover. And and meanwhile, George Tech's returning kicks forty-seven yards every time. I mean, for what's worth, this is the direction the football is going. Uh, kickoffs are by far the considered the most dangerous play in the sport. Uh, certainly, we've seen. Literally here at Georgia, kickoffs have True. bad things yeah. happen. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, it is – in the NFL, it's generally considered – I think people are going to be looking to see if this catches on even more. It would not be a shock to me to see kickoffs 
really not be a thing. Uh, I mean, this it, isn't it, putting somebody on second base in extra innings. Right, right. It's not exactly. If it anything, doesn't fundamentally change. The only the bummer is, is something very specific to Georgia fans. Yeah, which is you know calling the dogs. Like I said, it doesn't fundamentally change the game. Um, and well, I mean, not in the way that not not frankly yeah. in the way of. You can still call the dogs. They're just going to get a fair yeah. catch. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying you're saying eventually. I think the idea is eventually. Yeah, you'll just bet the ball in 25 and go yeah. to town. Yeah, yeah. I think because it is. I mean, it's a dangerous play. It's, yeah. it's a bunch of people going full speed at uh, at each other directly in a way that otherwise, well, after running for 40 yards. Yeah, it's something that doesn't. It's just the, mo- the most dangerous play in football. And as football gets more and more under fire for this stuff, I think this is clearly the first step in that. Yep, agreed. Um, on the last thing on football, uh, I'd like to note that for the 2019 recruiting class, uh, Georgia, I think, is still number one. Uh, it, it's early. Then recruiting rankings. Like oh, the, I thought Oklahoma had, had, had passed. It's Georgia and Oklahoma, like okay, right there. Because they signed like 19 guys. But I think number 15 uh, is, uh, is Illinois. Okay. Illinois has a top 20 recruiting class. They've also signed 25 already. Yeah. But. <laughs> you got 30 seconds left if you want to keep going. That's all I got in Illinois. Uh, that's all. That's all I have in Illinois. But we. De- but speaking of Illinois, we should talk about a little basketball. basketball. Yeah, we should talk. Basketball. We should talk a little basketball. At least not Illinois coach. basketball. At least the coach. basketball. At least the coach. Coach. It, Can I run to the restroom? Yeah, <laughs> sure. This guy. God, Justin Bray. Justin Bray. Justin Bray. That's Bray embarrassing. Um, that's embarrassing. So Tom, Crane. I'm the super. I'm the super football fan. I'm such a big football fan. I don't care about basketball. Did I say that? He's no, I'm just making fun of yeah. you. Didn't say that. No, I mean, we said I'm making fun of. We said uh, you said that. I'm making fun of Georgia fans. I like that. Scott totally said that. <laughs> um, so, that's definitely not how Scott talks. I actually don't know anyone that talks like not, that. Scott talks that way. But only when he's not in the room. Last time we were here it was right after. Last time we talked was right after Thad Mata had turned down the job. Right. So before we even get into Cream, it's worth noting that one one of the things we said at that time is this is not a huge whiff by McGarity. People were very bad at McGarity yeah. after the Mata thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not a huge whiff by McGarity as long as Mata doesn't take another job. Mata has not taken another job. Right, and he never even sniffed the Xavier job, yeah. which is the one I was afraid he was going to do. First off, a little mea culpa. Um, I, in the moment, I was sour at missing Mata because Mata was a big fan. I am a big fan of that. And Mata would have been awesome. Mata would have been awesome if he, if he was ready to right, do it, and right. it looks like he's not. Yeah. There are two things about Tom Crean that, let's go ahead and get this out there. Guys, we're going to... We're going to spend a lot of time over the next, hopefully, 12 to 15 years complaining about his in-game coaching. That is, that's the thing in Indiana. That's the, that was his thing in Indiana. Frankly, it was his thing at Marquette. Marquette. Right? He just had D-Way to bail him out. Uh, a bunch. Uh, not all of it, but a bunch. Um, first off. Second off. I think the in-game coaching is more like it's less like style of play and no, more no, than no, like no, substitution no. patterns right. or timeout sort of right. stuff. Like strategy stuff or, rather than bad philo- offensive philosophy. Right. Having anybody other than Victor, Ola- Victor Oladapo take the last shot against uh, – that was against – was that against Illinois in the – No, Oladipo saved him in that game. Oh, that's right. Oladipo saved them in the game. Whatever yeah. it was. Tell oh, no, 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 no. The, um, it was uh, the NCAA game that whatever they – The Syracuse one. Syracuse, when that's they, right. Remember, they were the number one seed that year. Yeah. And he had built that program all the way back. He yeah. built that program all the way back, and Indiana thought they had a national championship team, and they were the number one seed and number one they gener- did. generally all year. And then they ran into really annoying Syracuse in the tournament, just like this year. Oh, Syracuse hey, oh, hey Duke. This, yeah, Syracuse <laughs> plays this very annoying style of basketball that's very difficult to defend in the, in the, in the NCAA tournament. And I think after that loss, he was done in Indiana. 
And yeah. Syracuse also was a thorn in Georgia's side. I was about to say, yeah, that, that we have seen that. Yeah. Uh, John Wallace, yeah, a Sweet Sixteen game. Yeah, I, I do want to. I do want us to make sure that because I've seen some things out there. Well, Cream was just like he wasn't good at at Illinois. I mean, Indiana. I, I'm I'm sorry, but we have to let's be clear about what he did there. He took a team was on probation uh, again in uh, bad probation, like full on, right. like. Like hardly any scholarships, completely start over. Uh, Samson had torn apart that. Oh program. my god! And look, Georgia's program is a program, even though it doesn't have the history, it doesn't have the, right. it certainly doesn't have the backing of the the, the university, not the university proper, but the university supporters. Um, took this first team, sixteen and twenty five, ten and twenty one, twelve and twenty, twenty nine, twenty seven and nine. He won the Big Ten at twenty nine and seven. And then he had a couple struggles. Then again, he was twenty eight and seven, won the Big Ten, two Big Ten championships, and what five, seven years. For what it was worth, though, like the thing with Crean, and this is something I think we're going to have to keep in mind as as it goes along. Crean does a lot of things. I wrote about this in my newsletter about Crean. He does a lot of things that are fun to make fun of him about. Yeah, oh, my favorite thing yeah. that he did was after he won that second Big Ten championship, they actually lost that game. They lost the game, but I think Michigan, who they or Michigan State, lost earlier in the day. So he went around ahead and cut down the nets at their stadium right. to celebrate the Big Ten championship, even though they just lost. And it's not, which is weird. It's weird. It's but weird. Look, and believe me, I'm going to have some fun with Tom Greenface, but he is enormously. I mean, he is a. I mean, he's expressive the way Kirby Smart's expressive. Yeah. I mean, and when he coaches. Yeah. yeah. Extraordinary expressive. He's going to be fun on the sideline. We're actually going to be fun to watch basketball-wise. Maybe not this year. It depends, I guess, what he's able to do he with his He needs some shooters. He needs some shooters. Doesn't look like he's going to get his point guard. Does not look like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, because Hayes, Hayes is left. Yeah. So, it does not look like he's going to have him. Uh, but certainly, you know, here's the thing about that is we talk about Indiana. Obviously, Indiana. People, Indiana is Georgia for football, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, Indiana cares about basketball the way that Georgia cares about football, and cares about football the way that Georgia cares about basketball. I so, would, I, I would argue that, that Georgia probably cares a little more about basketball, basketball than, than, than the football. Than that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But the point is, is Cream had some advantages being Indiana, but he that the team that he had his first year at Indiana is much worse. Than what he's going to have his first year at Georgia. Oh, that team is. Yeah, that team was abysmal. And he built that up to a team that was number one most of that season. Yeah, and in an alternative universe, he doesn't run into annoying zone Syracuse in the Sweet Sixteen. He at least makes he at least makes a final four. Yeah, and then Indiana is back to its natural level. So I, I'll say what I said in my in my newsletter about this. Crean is he's not the perfect basketball coach. If he was, he'd still be the Indiana winning national championship. Yes, but he is a. I it's hard to argue he's not one of the top twenty coaches in college basketball, and he is, if anything, a now an immediate, recognizable, incredibly famous ambassador for basketball. He's a quantity, yeah. yeah. And he spent the last year, you know, not only doing broadcasts, but like to kind of did this famously teaching tour where he went to all a bunch of different coaches, but even in other sports, to kind of learn from them to have his during his year off so he could improve. He is a high-energy guy that plays a style that it will be a lot more fun. I don't know if Georgia is going to be a tournament team next year, but Georgia basketball, one way or the other, just got a lot more interesting. Yeah, and not just got a lot more interesting. I think got more relevant. Uh, you know, 
we we spent a lot of time dissecting Mark Fox's offense, and um, you know I have long said that the perfect Mark Fox win is a fifty seven fifty three blowout. Right? He he would be perfectly happy keeping a team a little more than one possession away for the second half and having that team and frankly his team only have twenty possessions each. And that is not why – I mean, he is – Kareem's offenses, he is not afraid for guys to run the floor. Matter of fact, he – I mean, Indiana uh, and, and Marquette, of course, he had, again, he had D-Wade. But Marquette, they had an awful lot of transition uh, in certain situations. Uh, and transition is something that – you would see Fox get fired up over almost at times. It was like, I don't, I don't understand. We just we – just, we just, Got the crowd in the game. The other thing that we'll, I think that you'll see a Tom Crean, and we've seen this already. Uh, I, I went to the uh, the women's second round women's NCAA tournament mm. game against Duke, and Crean worked the crowd. Oh, I mean, yeah. he went and shook every hand of the pep band. He walked over and shook you know hands in the right down by us. We were over by your seats. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he walked around the whole thing. John Bateman just basically had to drag him out of there, and it was amazing to me because Mark Fox was 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 known to be brisk with the rank and file fan not not a bad way it's just like and the boosters know, and, and the boosters but not not in a it's interesting not in a bad way it's just like it was almost like I'm here to coach basketball guys yeah. uh, almost in the way that Nick, Nick Saban probably could be if he wanted to or um, I'm trying to think who what's another coach that does I mean Chip Chip Kelly probably was that way a little bit at Oregon yeah. at the end. Uh, they had Phil Knight to, to go out and shake hands and pass. Charlie it. Strong. Charlie Strong. Like yeah, Charlie Strong was that yeah. way. That's right. Charlie Strong, Texas is a great example. Yeah. Um, you know, that was he was there to coach basketball and to train young guys, young men, and get them to graduate. Yeah. Crean really does He's an understand. I mean, if you like, if you want to know what what Crean's philosophy is, go and listen to the introductory press conference. He spent yeah, twenty minutes. I mean, twenty minutes laying out the case for why he came to Georgia and why he thinks young players would want to come to Georgia. And frankly, I was ready to run through the wall afterwards. I mean, it was a, it was a master's course in marketing Georgia basketball and Georgia athletics. And don't you, and don't you think that the places like ESPN and all like the athletic and all of these national syndicated Sports writers, or look at, look at the whatever. athletic getting elevated already to ESPN. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. And, Amazing uh, what venture, what billions of venture capital money will get you. You, you subscribe? I do subscribe. Yeah, I subscribed even before Seth Emerson joined the athletic. Yeah, we'll get to that. Today. We'll get to that. But college basketball players, you don't really know them because they're gone or yeah. they don't hang around as much as they used to. So really, the known commodity is the coach. And you hear about all these coaches, like who's the guy, the Virginia Tech coach, uh, Seth Greenberg. Seth Greenberg. You know, I knew of him. When he was at Virginia Tech, because he was a personality, was, exactly, and That's so exactly I think right. you almost have personalities that attract, and so maybe by that Georgia will get more attention because it's just Tom Crean. Yeah, and I would also say that maybe to close on this is this has been you know wasn't when I moved here in 2013. Not only was the SEC not very good at basketball, the perception was that the SEC did not take basketball seriously, yeah. and they did not care. That is obviously we saw the success the SEC had last year. That's Clearly not the case right now. The SEC, you look team by team, coach wise, it's stacked. Mississippi State's coach <laughs> went to multiple Final Fours. I mean, that that's how deep the coaching is in the SEC right now. We have Ben Howland. Yeah, Ben, like ben Howland is a coach. It blows my mind that Ben he goes Howland from Westwood to Starkville. To Starkville, and he's been good. He, he's been good for them. That's really like the level of coaches. 
I mean, Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes. Out loud. Yeah. Rick Barnes. Yes. Like, it really kind of, uh, Frank it Martin. Kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Frank Martin. The, I mean, of course, Korean and Georgia. Of course, we don't have to talk about Bruce Kentucky. Pearl. Yes, Bruce, Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. Right. Um, who does A&M have now? Billy Kennedy. Kennedy's still For there. Kentucky, okay, that's right. Billy Kennedy. Yeah. So. so so that's the thing. Is like They are top to bottom. I think Mississippi, I'm not sure if Mississippi's new coach. There's been some questions about him. Uh, but clearly. I mean, I mean, Mike White at Florida yeah. did great things that you teach. The them. money that, there's, that clearly the SEC is now valuing basketball enough to spend money. And more importantly, Georgia is spending money. Georgia is spending a lot of money on a basketball coach. So I don't want to hear any more about how Georgia basketball doesn't matter. It's all football. This is real money that Tom Crean's get, getting paid, in which the expectation of real results. And so if they're going to make that commitment, if Georgia's going to make that commitment, if McGarry's going to make that commitment, I don't think it's too much to ask for Georgia fans to make that sort of commitment. No, it'll be interesting when it'll be interesting to see what happens as those early, early games. By the way, Midnight Madness is coming back. That's something Fox did away with. Um, you know, I remember going to Midnight Madness as a student, and it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was you know it was a, a, a sparse crowd. I mean, sparse being thousand kids in there. Um, but cream, it wouldn't be surprised if, if we see a couple three thousand people the first Midnight Madness. It wouldn't sure. be surprised. Frankly, if they schedule it right, um, you can do it on the Friday night, Friday night before you know to actually have Midnight Madness the first night practice. You have a Friday night before a home game, and you have it at ten o'clock. You have all these people to drive in. Hey, come by. Yeah, we'll have we'll have hot dogs. We'll have popcorn. We'll have Spike in the parking lot scaring your children. You know, make it a thing. So I agree. It'll be fun. They, they've made the commitment for it. Hopefully, people will respond accordingly. Baseball. Yeah. The college variety? Y'all, Georgia stands a chance of hosting a first-round NCAA match. This has been quite – I mean, like, he was full on Oh, he DOA. was – yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. We lost to the Charleston schools in that road trip. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, here we go again. And then we started – we got in the SEC. And we, now we know now we know the College of Charleston and um, Coastal are actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, but college baseball can be that way as well. I mean, you can lose one-off games. <clears throat> That's why – all the conference are, are three. And we've, we've lost the past two tournaments, two, two games, one, um, including a road tournament uh, against a bandy team that is probably fighting for their tournament life. Um, you mean a road series? Road series. I mean, okay. uh, they're fighting for their tournament life and against a Kentucky squad that is, is improving. I mean, they, well, that they Friday night game, they were up four one yeah, that, with one strike. Yeah. That That's was, all they, that was, that was a, that was a blow up. That was a blow up. But you know, also the pitching staff is still young and, we have what we're at twenty seven and eleven or something like that, which means I mean they were ranked. Uh, I mean like full yeah. on like it's yeah. So we're considering how bad this team has been, frankly, since I moved here. Uh, it's kind of amazing. That so so what do we have? Three more series, four more series. Um, they, get, they still have the game at SunTrust Park. Yeah, and, and then the SunTrust game. Yeah. You have to think Georgia still stands an outside shot of not playing the first the the single elimination phase the SEC tournament not outside a fairly good shot of not yeah. playing the single elimination part of the SEC tournament you go on another run like you did at the beginning part of the SEC you're absolutely hosting a regional yeah. and the, um, and they would require a total collapse 
Not to make the tournament at all. Oh yeah, I think they'll make the tournament yeah. unless they they start going. It just be, have to it have yeah. to be a total. Class. I mean, you have to lose three uh, all yeah. three to Alabama. You yeah. have to like stop winning at home. I mean, at this point, you play five hundred ball, you're pretty much going to be in. Yeah, and that's I mean that is that's a huge step considering consider we backdoored our way into the twelfth seed last year. Which is funny because and I for, forgive me, I do not know college baseball as well as I know college basketball and college football, but it's hard to find examples of this happening. In college football and college basketball. Usually when a guy gets to that last year, it's over. Like, all it takes is one little push. I mean, Mark Fox being a perfect example of this. Like, Mark Fox clearly was coaching for his job. Very rarely did those guys come back and then make it another five or six years. Like, usually those guys are gone. That appears to be what's happening here. Well, I mean, you could make the argument that... um uh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze was that guy this year. Although Hugh Freeze has been further than Scott Strickland has. Or who was it that is now Willie Taggart? Willie Taggart's a great yeah, example. Yeah. I mean, they started that season two years, three years ago at 0-4, and, and you thought, he might not make, uh, he might not get to be 0-6. And, and they end up, they end up going on a 7 But that wasn't run. like his first year. I mean, that's like his first or second year, though, right? I think he'd been Are you talking about when he was down at South Florida? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he ended up getting the job at Oregon that year. So, yeah, but yeah. you're right. I think you're right. It is. I mean, this is, he's basically doing what Fox, like, if Fox, the equivalent of the, if the college basketball, if the team this year, like, remember they. Yeah, go ahead, go 25 and 6. Yeah. Like, remember, Athlon had Georgia number 18 in the country yeah. preseason last year. Yeah. If that would have actually happened, that would be the equivalent of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's actually coming back and having this huge step forward season. It's, it's really impressive. I mean, so right now, Georgia's tied for second in the, uh, in the SEC at 9 and 6. Florida's leader twelve and three by Ar- and Arkansas is ten and five. LSU, Georgia, and Vanderbilt are all, all nine and six. So all three of those, all four of those teams would end up not playing that first round. They'd, they'd automatically get to the the, the, the second the double elimination. elimination part of the SEC tournament. But the interesting thing about it, I think you're right, is that if I mean this would be as if Georgia had gone on had gone out and had. You know, ended up fourth in the SEC this year um, at you know fourteen and four or thirteen and five had been somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty five and six at the end of twenty six and six at the end of the um, regular season and picked up a five seat, right? Yeah, I think that or six seat. I think that was very much in the, in the same. So it's very analogous. Forget a host like a hosting tournament would be awesome, but making the tournament. I mean, obviously, it saves his job. I mean, it's, it's been 10 years. I mean, really, it was the, what, 08 was when they made it to the final series against Fresno State and lost the championship game yep. uh, in the College World Series. But that was the year of, like, Gordon Beckham. I think Jeff Kepinger had come a couple years before. But really, we had— Mitchell Boggs. I think Mitchell Boggs. Yeah, Boggs Mitchell Boggs. Yeah. We, we'd had a dearth of, you know, activity, really. And that's what got Perno pushed out the door. And um, did we have someone in between Perno and Strickland? No. 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 Okay. Um, but isn't that also when the games were like raucous? Yeah, over there. They, yeah, they had a regional against uh, NC State. Russell Wilson was playing for NC mm-hmm. State, and uh, they won that. But it was a super regional, two out of three. I think they had Florida State also. So those are really must see. I guess uh, must see TV. Uh, but uh, those were packed. I mean, Kudzu Hill and the whole state. And that was before the renovations too. So could you imagine what uh, regional and even a super regional? Oh, I remember. They had a regional where they had Georgia Tech 
I think Georgia Southern in it. I mean, because they they group them that, regionally. Course, um, but those are those are a lot of fun back then. So just look at baseball bracketology right now. Georgia is projected as a two seed in the Clemson regional. So uh, yeah, but like Clemson, a, but Clemson, like a fifteen. But they just beat Clemson. But Clemson being the thirteen national seed, which means Georgia picks up four spots. They're hosting. Right, 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 yeah. So. Um, they need to get the top eight where they can be a super yeah, regional host. Uh, yeah, super regional host, yeah. But, yeah, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't, either way, just this is. Give me some postseason baseball know, at, at, at Foley yeah, Field. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Um, one other team to get excited about, uh, one of my favorite, I would argue one of the great stealth Georgia sports experiences is to go to Georgia softball. Yeah, softball's I love amazing. Georgia softball games. Those games are really, really fun. They are the number six team in the country, number number six uh, in the country. So they definitely will be hosting assembly tournament games. They did just lose their star pitcher. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Torn, something. Tor bicep. Bicep, right? Yeah. yeah. They're still a top. Yeah. They're, yeah, no, they're still no. host the tournament. But yeah. Georgia softball games are just really, really fun. So Yeah, and they're free, Chicago. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Like even the assembly tournament games are free. I think it might be like $5. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. maybe. I oh, feel like yeah. I went to one that was five dollars. Yeah. Brittany Gray, that's right. Yeah, she ripped her ripped her by. I mean she yeah, threw a pitch, one pitch and yeah. just popped. So ugh. is that the equivalent of what like, is the equivalent Tommy, of whatever? Like Dave Derbecki type. Uh, which is funny oh, of course because no. Nope. That's not talking about Dave Derbecki. Well, which is funny because, you know, there are one of the main reason softball injuries do not pitching injuries do not happen at the rate that they happen in baseball. The mechanics are natural because it's actually the natural environment. Yeah. Like that, when throwing underhand is actually what your yeah. body is supposed to do. Yeah. So there's still some kids on my son's baseball team that think that's yeah. what their body's supposed <clears throat> to do. I mean, for what's worth, I I I wrote a story about this for New York Magazine one time on how to keep pitchers healthy, and this doctor said, "Listen, you know how like the way to keep them healthy is to throw underhand because it's obviously unnatural to throw overhand because if it weren't unnatural, we would all be walking around with our hands in the air." Like our hands are down, it is unnatural to lift them. I so, mean, so his I, argument, his argument was, it, it, I mean, I think Sir Isaac Newton has a good counter argument to that, but no, he's no, no. I'm saying that like obviously the effort is not to do this; the effort is to pick uh, up and throw this. Yeah. Okay, what you, I, I know I'm doing a podcast right now, but I was throwing <laughs> a ball. And the point is, is go see softball games. So have we gotten the silly part of our podcast? Uh, What's like silly forty part? minutes ago. Well, just the questions, the views. Let's the- go. We're happy to be back. We're, uh- oh, my God. This is so much fun, guys. I have to say, I was actually pushing to do this because I'm gone. Now. I'm out of town all next week. Uh, and I'm just thinking, like, okay, when are we going to do this? I do have a couple of potential guests lined up to do some you know, quick hits. Mm-hmm. Over I might do something with Seth, by the way. I might yeah. do something with Seth. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about Seth. Yeah, Seth Emerson. I would argue there's, there's a lot of good reporters that cover yeah. uh, Georgia football yes. and Georgia basketball. I don't mean to apply otherwise. I think it's difficult to make the argument that Seth isn't the best one. Uh, and Seth, I think it's tellingly, the Athletic has uh, hi- just hired Seth away from the Elangelo Constitution slash Dog Nation to be the full-time Reporter covering Georgia sports for the Athletic. Now, for those of who, who did Dog Nation? Did Hog, no, Dog Nation replace him yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. I don't think so. Um, I'm, crossing my, I'm crossing my fingers for. I will I've been talking to Seth about this. I knew, I knew this was coming. I'm very excited for him. Um, one thing that's I think telling for Georgia fans, regardless of your thoughts about Seth or your thoughts about about journalism or anything else, the fact that the Athletic decided. That Georgia football, specifically, I mean, he'll be covering yeah. other Georgia basketball as well, but Georgia football was worthy 
of its own full-time reporter within the because the whole athletic strategy is to take the most important beats, flood the zone with them, yeah. and then when newspapers if they continue to struggle, you will need the best reporters for the most important teams mm-hmm. to there. So before the, we get too far, and I mean that's just hard to make for Tennessee too. David Ubin's going there. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. But that, but that's the point though, is that like there's not someone for Georgia and South Carolina. Yeah, there's like Penn State doesn't have one for football, for example. Like this clearly is Joe Paterno Jr. has some thoughts. Yes, yes. He always has some thoughts. But uh, it, it speaks well to what's going on with Georgia football right now, that this is considered a very vital beat, vital enough that they would get the best Georgia reporter, pay him what the best Georgia reporter would want to be able to go to a place that's behind the paywall. Uh, speaks Good for Seth. Yeah, it, speak, it speaks well to their how important they think the Georgia beat is and more, I think, relevant to our discussion, um, what they are expecting out of Georgia over the next few years and how important that is. You think you'll still be able to get him on an interview before the season? Oh, yeah. Damn well better. Yeah. I helped him write his damn why I'm le- well, I've joined the athletic thing, so I better get oh, on there. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, Ghostwriter. So I have a... He wrote it. I just suggested some things. I have a couple of other people lined up. I have talked with Senator Blutowski. Uh, of get I the, love that get the guy, picture yeah. right. Yeah, he's. I want to be very clear about that. I love he's that every, guy. He's everybody's he favorite contributor. I, I enjoyed his uh, breakthrough writing on the ticket increase. Yeah, I uh, love for Ryan Skates. By the way, another yeah. guy I really love yeah. that uh, that writes about the team. Yeah. So uh, Blutarski, and it's possible, although it hasn't been firmed up, that uh, everybody's favorite uh, statistician, numbers guru, Bill Conley. We'll take some time to that talk with us about S and P Plus. Take um, that, Chapel Bill. I pro- it's, it has nothing to do with them. I've been a Bill Connolly fan since he wrote for Rock M Nation, uh, and that's all he did. And we was like dabbling in stats then. Um, and basically, I just approached him was like, "Look, uh, we try not to be those Georgia fans because they have uh, he and uh, if you don't listen to the podcast, ain't played nobody by the way, and you want a very stats heavy look at college football outside the Power Five. Uh, let me suggest that podcast." Um, but, you know, they are always talking about Georgia fans because, you know, dude, let's, let's be fair. We do have some fans that are that way. And I said, look, I, I'm, not ta- I'm not trying to talk about SEC. I'm going to talk about SP Plus and your approach to, to sussing this out because, frankly, I look at SP Plus all the time. And I know, Will, you do mm-hmm. too. And it's, a, it's, it's an important metric to, to evaluate. There was also a great sign as of this season, when, this last yes, season yes. went along. That he right. was on to how good Georgia yes. was yes. before most of the rest of the country was on to how good Georgia was. Well, so was Barrett. Was. Yes, Barrett, Barrett Sally was, and Barrett, actually Barrett. Yeah, Barrett, 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 was, Barrett was less scientific. Yes, Barrett was like, I think they're going to be good. Yeah. Um, and Barrett's the other one. I'm going to try to get Barrett on. Uh, he's, been, uh, he's been a little busy with, with some changes, changes going on there with his, his new writing gig at, at, at CBS Sports. But uh, can, yeah. I re- can I request somebody yes. that you recruit to, get a, to interview? Yes. Bernie Dog. Yeah, Bernie Dog. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'll call him right now. I've, I've, I've heard about him for three years. I tweet with him. I've never met the guy. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get him. I'll okay. get him. You know, frankly, one of the very first uh, one-off podcasts I recorded was with Bernie Dog. It was on my phone, and it was terrible. And Shocking. You're like, you were like, look, I ain't, I ain't talking. We're not, we're not putting this on. So. Yes, but good times. So it's going to be, and, and I suppose, I know there's fun stuff, but uh, 
I don't know if there's one of the things you want to talk about, Scott, but you've got like a lot of initiatives uh, coming up for yeah. the. Uh, for no, the, no, I wanted to talk about with that with YouTube. Okay, uh, YouTube, yeah. not YouTube. Um, so okay. yeah, I'll, I'll forget, dabble. Forget you heard that. No, no, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll extrapolate a little bit on. And so this is, will be our fourth college football right. season. Starting doing yeah. this, and I figured it might be appropriate to um, you know expand a little bit. I'm thinking. <laughs> here's where the funny part comes. I'm thinking T-shirts. I'm we're, thinking, and frankly, we're just trying to pay for bourbon, I'm, right? I'm and, thinking, and I'm thinking uh, stickers. I'm thinking business cards because I cannot tell you how many times. No, hear me out. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the stadium or I've been talking to somebody and it's come up where I've talked about like, oh yeah, I do a podcast. It's your, oh really? How do I find it? And I try to grab their phone and type it in, and, and they're they're not having it. So I need a business card to be able to say, here you go. Plus, we can get free lunch at Cheddar's. That's right. You got to do the Patrick Bateman stock card stock. Uh, <laughs> thing too. So I've got some phrases, Tony. I've got some phrases that we'll put on our T-shirt. Tell me if you would okay. wear it. Okay. Don't at me. Uh, okay. So, I'm thinking yeah, about that. things you say. Okay. Yes. Let's be clear. A hundred percent. Of course. We'll see you on campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we use some of my phrases? Uh, yes. The ongoing American tragedy. Yes. Yes. That. Uh, the. Purposes uh, of death. May I have 45 seconds on the Illini, please? <laughs> that would be good. Write that, write that down. Write that down. Oh, my God. Write that down. I'd wear that. <laughs> so uh, I'd love to hear any listeners' thoughts or even opinions on oh, if I they would one. buy one. that or wear it. Or yeah. I mean, it's also worth noting that last year, I, I appreciate your efforts on this, too, because last year was... You know, I, you know, it would have been I, the year to do it. You know, no, you know how I don't like to look at numbers, right. yeah. but clearly last year. It was a lot of fun. There, there was, it was a lot of fun. It was just a really fun year to talk about and do all of this stuff it about. Was. It, it, it And obviously doing this podcast has informed my own work and helped that regard as well. I'm actually thinking, sniffing around on this, by the way, because mm-hmm. I, I really, I would miss, I don't, you know, I write for MLB not now, so I don't write sports on nothing anymore, but I would like to write about Georgia football a little let bit me, let me Let me finish your thought. Yes. Website. With a blog entry, would I've you, already uh, would you? I've already set that up. It's yeah. just in beta. Okay, it's in beta. It's in beta. So, but it, yeah, I mean, clear. I mean, obviously, I don't post to the Georgia Sports Blog anymore much. Right. So you know, it could be something like contributors, and you could have yeah. a byline. Yeah. You look that up. I'm so make sure you said proud. it right. Look at he our looked Scott. it up to make sure he said it right. Look at our Scott. I'm so proud of him. He's, he's finally noticed the person that made the thing that you're reading. I'm, I've, I've written an author's name down here that I'm going to reference in a minute. I made sure. I went back. I had to go back and get it. because Bylines are your friends. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're, that's something we're thinking about. So we'd that love to hear y'all's cool. opinions yeah. Yeah. on it. And uh, we're going to get that going. Um, all right, so this has really no rhyme or reason, just some things that I saw online and that interested me. Have y'all listened to Rodrigo's rap song? No. I haven't either. I saw that yeah. he did a rap song. Um, maybe we'll play it after we finish recording, and we can have that kind of as like an, an exit uh, outro. after outro, something like that. All right, well, we'll table that. Um, did you see the picture of Auburn's 2017 SEC West Championship ring? <laughs> I did not. They that's one. The official Auburn football Twitter put that on their Twitter page, and they were touting their sure, rings. Why not? Yeah. Why, you know why not? You gotta you gotta give your team something. Did you see the police car in Orlando <laughs> that said University of Central Florida National Champions? Uh, Whatever. Yeah. I mean, look, I am an anarchist when it comes to the national championship. I really am. I still think we should be back in the free free market free market bowl situation and not BYU winning against playing a six and five damn Michigan team. But whatever, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. Claim all the national championships you want. If Alabama can do it, why can't Central Florida do it? No, I agree. 
And then um, I was also looking at some future schedules, which we'll get into. I'm going to list some of the most interesting non-conference schedules coming up this year. But uh, University of Washington plays their first game against Auburn in Atlanta. So Jacob Eason will be back. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. He'll be watching just like he yeah, was last time. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jacob is like, oh, God, these damn guys. <laughs> so, um, so leading into that, um, there are probably about – I don't know, nine or 10, maybe 12, 13. I don't know, can't really estimate this. Uh, non conference games that are interesting. Georgia's not one of them this year because right. Austin P and year. UMass and Middle Tennessee and Georgia Tech doesn't count. Do we, we have College of Charleston. They don't play football. College of Charleston? No, they, they have. Uh, What's our. Yeah, Austin P, Middle Tennessee, UMass. UMass. Oh, UMass. And Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech. Yeah. Probably in that order. Bunch of four stinkers. In that order? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, UMass is at the end of the season. Can, can I have a moment to rant about Georgia Tech? Yeah, absolutely. So somebody got on somebody else's Twitter talking about, ha-ha, 204 from Georgia, L-O-L-O-L. And I was like, really? Come on, man. So that person responded, um, how about 14 of 17 or something like that since 2000? I was like, when was the last time this, this series was 500? Because Georgia Tech used to have a pretty big advantage. Any guesses when last time this series, the Georgia Georgia series was 500? 40s? 50s. 50s. It was 50s. So after the seven-game streak, so Theron Sapp's Right. Theron Sapp, who's one of the four players that has their um, their, their jerseys retired, mm-hmm. he was a streak he was a streak breaker or uh, the drought breaker. That's different from a slump buster. It's a slump buster. Slump buster is a whole different thing. Um, so, so, you know, part of the... I, so, really miss, I didn't miss anything not being on a frat. Like, just nothing. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, know, I was thinking of Mark Grace. <laughs> yeah, Mark, yes, yes. I, I can't. I'm not going to do that to you. Well, probably was. So um, the, the last time this series was at 500 was at the end of that seven-game streak that Georgia Tech won. Really? Seven in a row. Yeah. That was the last time. Since then, Georgia is 42-16. and 16. Wow. That's definitive. Pretty, it's pretty strong, <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you know who has their spring game the night before Georgia has their spring game? Uh, Lakeside High? Georgia State. Georgia State. Georgia Tech. Let's see how many fans show up there. I don't think they have a spring. Well, they don't have people come to their own games. Yeah. Those guys are just trying to avoid the, the gate trauma at that gate there on that, that east end zone. Yeah. North end zone. How long until Georgia State is the main rival? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> God, or I can't Kennesaw wait. State. Yeah. I can't, dude. It would do. I mean, they're not going to keep. I don't know. They keep giving Paul Johnson uh, contract extensions. Yeah. They're you not going to keep him there long. You, you know what? Something that's going to impact him. I heard this week the rule change. They're going to ban blocks below the waist more than five yards downfield. And that's all Georgia Tech does. Think about Whatever. those. Think about Whatever. those uh, they, backs that they get on. Can't call them all. That's yeah, the you can't point. call them all. That's the point. That's all. exactly right. And then before I get into the schedules, there's also a rule change. After a touchdown, the play clock is going to immediately start, and it's going to be a 40 second play clock. So it's going to, I guess, decrease the amount of celebration. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I think that's dumb, but it's better than throwing a flag on them. So yeah, I guess I'm, I don't. Know. I think it's dumb. But we've literally seen touchdowns called back because of flags. Yeah, is, there is that. Which is the opposite of what football is yeah. supposed there to be. There is that. I mean, but does, does the NCAA have a problem with the catch rule like the NFL did? That wasn't necessarily a problem because it seemed, it seemed rampant. The NFL is very clear what a catch is. Yes, they are now. They are now. Uh, except they're not. Um, 
I think the, well, the college football, frankly, doesn't have the thousand angles that the NFL does. I think that's really what the problem is, is for a catch in the NFL, there's like a thousand cameras on it. So from a different angle, it always looks like a different thing. So I was, in college football, I, it's always find it funny how college football actually does replay so much better than the NFL Absolutely. does. Right. It's no. really kind of wild. Yeah. Because they have less cameras. Probably well, because they have less cameras. First off, because it's in the stadium. It's not at, at right, uh, right. wherever it is in Manhattan. Um, second off, it's, uh, it's because the football partners are a little more invested. I mean, the, the broadcast parts are a little more invested in the product. I mean, yeah. NFL, I mean, because, but they've been doing it longer. I mean, it's really more about keeping the time, yeah. right? I mean, NFL, and frankly, college football is going to go there one day. They're going to get to a three-and-a-half-hour game. Um, and it's not going to be to the betterment of the game. It's going to be to allowing the maximum amount of commercials. Shoot, and, man, college football goes so much Oh, it's four hours. Those CBS games? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying yeah. that there's going to come so a day fun. when college football will be, it will be the time and the, the pace and the look will be very similar to NFL. I think um, that, oh, I agree, because it's television programming. Yeah, no, trust me. Fans, I've, I said this in 2010, fans of the football game are merely props. They are merely props now. They're extras. They're extras. They're extras, not props. And, and all the stuff, the, the kabuki dance of everything outside, is, is real, they really are the props. They're backdrops. Um, it, it is product. ESPN views college football games as product. It is not viewed as a game. It's not the national, frankly, the national championship game. It's a product. Um, I have a really, really good friend at Illinois who, when I first went to Illinois in 2006, he was like, why are you, why would you ever be against the playoff? Imagine that. Think of it, you know, four teams, eight teams. I was like, because it, the, the, the thing that's joyous about college football aren't, is not the games. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. But it's being able to have, arguments ad nauseum about which team is better in the same way that you can argue about which which cardinals team is better 64 or 85 or whatever right because you you can't really get a definitive answer to that as um, sports gets wonkier yeah, it becomes less fun it does become less fun we're coming to a day when when college sports uh, particularly college football will look a lot more like nfl football and it's just frankly it's going to be sad you know, I was watching the Georgia-Kentucky game last Friday, and they literally took 10 minutes to replay a play at the plate. Where yeah. The umpire walked out to right field yeah. and went into a little – I mean, it killed the vibe and everything, and it was just yeah. – I could do away with replay in it, baseball. I'm, I'm generally anti-replay across the board, man. Like, I like it in college football. I feel like – I, I, we don't need to get a replay. We've, we've got that, we a, we, we'll yeah. do a replay. Yeah, we, yeah, we have gone on our ride. We'll do, we'll do a yeah, replay. Okay. I mean, it's only one we're doing until June, so. Yeah. Or true. probably. I mean, we'll probably do one next month, but. June? We'll okay. do one before June. All right. Um, some non conference games of interest. First week of the season, September 1st, Michigan and Notre Dame. They used to play, they haven't played recently. I bet Michigan doesn't travel like Georgia does. No, they won't. By the way, did you see, did you see the Patrick Reed picture at Notre Dame? And everyone's like, uh, I saw that during the game. Yeah, I can't, whatever. Yes, yeah. whatever. But he's, he's not as well liked as, you no. Know, okay, I was watching. Will's not allowed to talk about golf because he loses a bet, but. Oh, it's been five years. You can it's talk been about five it. Years. Yeah. How about this? You, you watch the end of the Masters. You watch the end of the Masters. capitalist picks. You watch the end of the Masters, of course, right? Yes. R- Ricky Fowler. I don't hate America like Will. Ricky Fowler's putt. The yes. roars of that yeah. putt compared to the roars of, or the, the cheering when Patrick Reed won. Look, I, I mean, I joke, I joke about you hating America. I know you don't because I've, I've seen you get mad about stuff. Mm. But um, <laughs> this is the Masters we're talking about. No, um, go ahead. Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Reed, he handled himself with a grace that I didn't think he had, first off. Second off, 
whatever. I'm, it's this is what happens. You put a Florida Gator in charge of the guest of national. All right, moving along. Uh, we've already mentioned Auburn at Washington or Auburn versus Washington. And that's Atlanta. the Mercedes Benz game. Yep. Yeah. Um, also on that first weekend, Louisville versus Alabama and Orlando. Alabama's going to drag them up and down the field so much. <laughs> yeah, because Lamar Jackson is not there anymore, and it's still Bobby. I mean, he's probably the best fourth or fifth round pick. Make <laughs> um, a good wide receiver. This is why right I here. hate the NFL. Texas Tech versus Ole Miss in Houston. This is an interesting game. <laughs> I mean, Ole Miss has all the makings of that guy that is like wants to fight the cops when they show up at a party. I mean, they just do. I mean, they're probably going to lose their appeal. Matt Luke is like he is building a culture of like, why do we care? We're all. Y'all get y'all got paid. I'm getting paid. Let's go play some football. My question is: Is Shea Patterson going to be at Notre Dame, or is he going to be in Houston? I don't. That's the mm, mm. the way Ole Miss is acting is, is abysmal. There. All right, um, Tennessee versus West Virginia and Charlotte. Jeremy Pruitt versus. They're going to burn all the couches and mountains. Yeah. <laughs> that game mountain needs town. to be at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah. Is where it needs to. That's be. That's where it does need to be. Um, all right. The, <laughs> the Sunday after, I guess the second, that yes. would be the day after, uh, Miami and LSU and Jerry World. Oh, my God. That game has all kinds of implications. That's right? a, that's, that game Mark Rick. Fun. Yeah. That, that game, game is fire. Fun. That game is fire. That game will be fun. So here's the thing. It's funny because you know, that's the sort of game where if you were a Georgia fan and LSU may end up being like a big time win for you if you're able to play that game, you really want LSU to win that game. Yeah. Here's the thing. The winner of that game comes out of there. I was like, y'all, we got national title aspirations. The loser of that game, I mean, Mark Rick has far more rope to run with than Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron loses that game after last year and the steam and Steve Ensminger hire and everything else. Ooh, they're going to be loud in the bayou. All right. The second weekend of the year, uh, UCLA at Oklahoma. Chip <laughs> Kelly. Ah, whatever. All right. Uh, Clemson at Texas A&M. That's an interesting game. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Mississippi State at Arizona State? <laughs> no. I wish that game, I don't know. Herm Edwards is either going to change the way we look at college <laughs> football. Or he forgot he's coaching there. His too. recruiting class was not terrible, actually. It was not terrible. He prefers to think of those draftees. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't um, think he prefers to think of those draftees. I think he thinks they actually just drafted them. Uh, yeah. It's either going to be who was the Stanford coach that was so bad before Harbaugh? Um, Whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's either going to be that bad or he's going to change the way we approach college football. <laughs> uh, Colorado at Nebraska. Really? Yeah. I want to see Colorado Missouri. Let's see. Let's see that game again. Let's see fifth down again. Mm-hmm. Nebraska. Uh, Penn State at Pitt. Uh, they should be playing every year. It's stupid <laughs> they don't. Um, and then the 15th of September, Boise State at Oklahoma State, two past Georgia opponents <laughs> in the early 2010s. <laughs> That's not funny. I don't so, even know. What to, that's not funny. So, just to be clear, <laughs> just uh, so I'm repeating that. That was my foot, as I can show you now. <laughs> but I'm 14 years old. You can't make I that know, sound. So, I just feel like I need to do it again <laughs> to show that it was my foot. I don't. You could have command of your powels in a way that's I, very special. Man, if I could, well, I, I would. I would. I mean, you wouldn't be doing what you do. I'd you be, would be I mean, on the road. I don't like to throw around the word hero, but uh, <laughs> hero, magician. Hey, if other people do, who am I, I to mean, stop them? I mean, Chris Angel would open for you. <laughs> um, it's magic, but dangerous. So we were talking about how much Boise State's going to beat Oklahoma State? Yeah. Speaking of magic, Harry yeah. Anderson. Poor one out for Harry Anderson. Oh, Love Harry, Anderson. Harry Anderson. Good dude. What a guy. All right, we got three more. Okay. 
Uh, oh, I almost said Oklahoma State. Uh, Ohio State at TCU again in Jerry World. Jerry oh. gets two games. Uh, Ohio State, yeah. whatever. And then uh, USC at Texas. That's a really interesting game. That's a return game from last year. Um, I mean, you have to think in year two with um, uh, Herman that they're going to be interesting, at least. Uh, and Southern Cal's losing Sam Darnold. That uh, feels like a Texas definitive, here we are, we're back game. Yeah, and then we lose, and then they lose the next game. Right, right, right. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they lose yeah. SMU. Um, you know, the interesting thing, if you talk to Southern Cal people, they're going to say, this is the year we find out whether or not Clay Hilton is for real, because frankly, a lot of them don't think he is, that they thought that it was purely Sam Darnold saving him time and again. And um, I could see Texas win that game big, and it's just getting ugly, ugly, ugly in uh, Southern Cal. And then later in the season, November, Florida State plays at Notre Dame, but that's kind of like an ACC game. It's an ACC game, whatever. Last question, uh, football day, before we get into the, the final stuff here. Okay. Um, this is probably the last podcast we're going to do until the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, obviously, there's a lot of Georgia players are going to be drafted. <clears throat> if you were to say uh, where you would like each of the big three to go, do you have a spot you'd like to see them? I like where they've got Roquan Peg for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I think the, he'd be yeah, great I, I with Gruden. He'd be good with the Raiders. And he's and going to him and Khalil Mack. He's going to get to play in Las yeah. Vegas in two years. Um, it's kind of a bummer the Falcons don't really need either one of those running backs because yeah. I feel like it would be fun to see one of those yeah. two guys there. Uh, I think I, they, I, I've seen Isaiah Wim pop yeah, up. Wim, yeah, Wim's been kind of so, pegged in there. Um, they'll probably draft some guy you don't know, and the same thing will go with the Hawks when they draft. They'll draft some European guy you don't know, and you yeah. can't get excited about. Yeah, him. but yeah, I, I mean, Roquan's gonna be the most interesting. Um, yeah. The you, I mean, he's the only first round guy. But yeah. just personally speaking, like where Sony and Nick go, I can't like instantly. I'm round. gonna watch those teams. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I, I've seen. I've seen. Um, I've seen Sony pop up a couple times. I've like seen see, them both in the second round. Yeah. I'd like to see Sony in the New York market, either for the Jets or the Giants. I think just with, his, yeah. with yeah. his vibe and yeah. his rap career, yeah. I think it would really be good. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Nick I, I mean, Chubb yeah, could know. make a good like Midwestern. You know, he could go to the Cowboys. Yeah. Because yeah. Zeke, yeah. you know, when they didn't have Zeke last year, yeah. they couldn't do anything. So Roquan's the only one that's been invited to where yeah, is it this so. year? Uh, I think it's Chicago. Chicago. Okay. You know who I'm going to be rooting for is Shaquem Griffin, the okay. guy with one hand. Yeah. Who set the the combine on fire. Yeah. I think he might be a first or second round draft pick. He was the fastest guy out there. Yeah. And, and last thing, there. speaking of the Rose Bowl, uh, I've gotten officially excited about the Arizona Cardinals and Baker Mayfield <clears throat> keep getting connected. Really? And I think that would be very fun. Will's a Arizona so, Cardinals yeah, fan. yeah, we won't talk about this, but and this is not an NFL draft podcast. So, of the quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield? I don't understand the Josh Allen love. Makes no sense to me. I think, I think uh, Mason Rudolph might end up being the best guy. You think so? Yeah. Towards the end of the first or early second round. I have to say, if I had to pick one, I would probably take Baker Mayfield. I have to you say. You think so? I have to say. I just that, and whatever. Like, I feel like Manziel, more than anyone, hurt Mayfield. Not because they're, like, they're the same type of player, but yeah. like... They're both kind of like they both like cocaine. Yeah, yes, yes. They both, yes, yes, yes. Um, but, allegedly, yeah. Um, only, one Arizona, of them loves if, cocaine. Yeah, very, very not allegedly. He's have to yes. switch the math. Um, um, 
But I, 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 I would say Lamar Jackson or Mayfield. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is the one I was. Yeah. That's kind of where I was fishing at. Is that I, I just it's it's hard for me to look at Lamar Jackson and and for anybody to think. And people are like, oh, do you, did you not even pay attention to senior year? I mean, they were seven and four because yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That team was a three and eight team. With Statistically, he had a better year his senior his last right. year. Right? No, that's they, exactly they right. I mean, he played against a team that their defense was abysmal, and frankly, it was Lamar Jackson doing stuff. Yeah. So okay, sorry. Okay, no, okay. I'm, we're we're about to get into the last part, but I'd forgotten we got a question on our Twitter back on March twenty sixth from Ham Armit Hamilton Armit. Okay, he says, "What area of the defense are y'all most concerned about?" Uh, linebackers. Linebackers are safeties. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess, but linebackers. Okay. That, I mean, it's, I mean, I think I think it's a good question because you do get some. I mean, the safeties could. Well, plus, Richard LeCount was kind of in Kirby's doghouse earlier in spring practice. Right. There's there's less depth at safety. Right. There's more depth at linebacker. I mean, both of them are relatively. You're going to be relatively young. I think you're going to hear Nate, Nate McBride's name a lot this yeah. year. Yeah. All right, um, Natty Kerry, Mac. Can we call him Natty Mac? No one calls him that. I like Natty Mac. You call him. You that should not call him that. Happens. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to call they don't, him anything personally. They don't. They don't cotton to that in Vandalia. Natty Mac. Um, Carrie Miller of Bleacher right. Report. There's the box. Wrote an interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look, I love it. You know, you act like you're doing me a favor when you credit <laughs> the person that wrote the piece that you're talking about. Well, I'm not going to read her. Did he do it? Did he do a 17 slide piece on whatever it is you're about to talk about? No, no. that's old school. That's old school. Be true. I know. It's I'm, just, I'm not going to do it. In a world of bar stool, I can't get it. Well, the bad guys anymore. So what, so what he did was he gave percentages of the chances of teams to go undefeated. Okay. And so I wanted to throw out some uh, team names, and you give <clears> me the percent that you think that he okay. rated it. Penn State. Uh, 30%. Oh, Four to, to win the whole thing to go undefeated. Go undefeated. Oh, go ten percent. Four percent. Yeah, really. Um, Boise, twenty-five. Three uh, percent. Uh, Whoa. Huh. Okay, now we know the numbers are low. Okay. They are low. Oklahoma State. I'm sorry. Oh, I wrote OSU. Probably Ohio State. Ohio State. A hundred percent. Nine. Eight point nine. <laughs> So um, I yeah, help. Yeah. University of Washington. One percent. Six. Ten point. Really? See, the, the problem is I don't know any of the schedules. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then we will go with um, Bama. Thirteen. Nineteen. Seventeen point three. Okay. Georgia. Thirty-one. Thirteen. Seventeen. Really? Clemson. 107. 13. 23.6. Oh. And that was the highest. Right. So there is there are some interesting things. Uh, they have come out with the over-under on uh, wins. Vegas put that out originally. Um, so Georgia and Alabama, not surprisingly, are leading the SEC. Um, I think Alabama and Georgia are both right, right there. Ten and a half. Ten and a half wins. Um Surprisingly, not su- surprisingly, Alabama is more of a lock to win the SEC. George is more of a lock to get to the SEC championship game. Um, so, Can you imagine that happened? 
it's whatever. I mean, it's fine. I mean, there is a world where both of those teams get to the SEC championship game undefeated and yeah. both of them make the playoffs. And in that game, it's like not even a big deal at all. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it really <laughs> is a, a one seed. A, a, which one's going to be one? Which one's going to be the three? I mean, it really does. It really could be that. Our predictions will come in August. Yeah, well, in retrospect, it was very exciting that uh, George would have this national championship run and play the national championship game in Atlanta. And I, how did that turn? Because uh, it could have been very I, perfect. I, I already have I, I already have Airbnb and hotel reservations in Miami, uh, Tempe, and San Jose. I do have my hotel reservations for the SEC championship game. We talked about that. How it's not a jinx. It's not jinx. Yeah. No, I, no, I'm not doing. Media. I'm not doing it to be. No, jinx. no, no. I, I will absolutely not be working media for SEC Championship. No, you're. Yeah, no, yeah. no. But I've just got a hotel booked because. Yeah, because because yeah, I can I can cancel cancel seventy two hours. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't do it to be a jinx. I did as a smart arbitrage yeah. move. Yes, yes. All right, anything else? By the way, every, everybody that uh, stepped up to come up with questions to win the pop socket, we appreciate yes. that. Um, I've taken some time off from Twitter. Um, and I noticed like, oh my God, why do we have so many responses suddenly? And I was like, oh, look what, look what Scott did. So yeah, thank I mean, y'all for getting in there. I don't like pop sockets cause I put my phone in my pocket. In your pocket. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, and you're not a middle school girl. And, right. um, I don't, you don't have to be a middle school girl, but whatever. All right. I'm, I'm efforting Rodrigo's rap song. Cool. We have to see the video or it's just weird. This is not actually rapping so, so far. There we go. I have a question. Did did Rodrigo break up his girlfriend, his Instagram girlfriend? More to the point, is he rapping with his helmet on? (laughs) Oh, my God, he better be. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. I mean, I I can't do that. But I'm also a 42-year-old man. I can't do it either. Yeah, I can. Should we end this? Probably time. (laughs) All right. Go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Even though it's been five weeks since our last show, we greatly appreciate all of y'all's interaction on social media, mainly Twitter. If you'd like to follow us or reach out to us with a question or comment, hit us up at WSLS Podcast. We've also got a presence on Instagram and Facebook, and it's easy to find us there too. Same handle at WSLS Podcast. We'll be back in May for another show and then possibly a couple in June before it gets super busy again in July and August as the 2018 college football season draws closer. Until then, have fun at G-Day on Saturday. Should be a Chamber of Commerce day here in Athens. If you happen to see us, make sure you say hello because we will be there. As always, go dogs, and we'll see you on campus.